Hi, Jillian here, jumping in right at the top to tell you that I'm so excited to share these next two episodes with you. Over the last four and a half years, I've tried to make this podcast a space to talk about this thing we love so much that until recently, there was really limited access to. But that changed this 4th of July weekend with the release of the Hamill film on Disney+. Marking this occasion by having Lin-Manuel Miranda back on the podcast to talk about this special moment has been an absolute dream. Hamilton is out there. You can watch it whenever you want. We just, we have it now. So consider this podcast your audio commentary to the Hamill film. From Lynn's first episodes in 2017 to mind-blowing eps with the rest of the cabinet, that's Thomas Kale, Alex Lacamoire, and Andy Blankenbuehler, not to mention a fun conversation with set designer David Corns, and dozens and dozens of deep dives with cast members, musicians, dressers, sound designers, crew, management, you name it. You can hear from the people who make Hamilton happen all over the world. And these people are fantastic. Anyway, I'm feeling a lot of things, clearly, but Lin-Manuel Miranda's here, so I'll leave you to it. See you on the other side of the pod. Oh, and one more thing. Lynn and I talked about it, and we really liked the podcast intro we recorded with Mike back in 2017. So I'm going to keep it as is. It's not like it was accurate back then anyway. But yeah, we decided it should stay. So here it is. Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Hamilcast. I am Jillian, and I am here virtually with Lynn Manuel Miranda. Hi, Lynn. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back to the pod and having it be your idea. That's so crazy. Longtime fan, second time caller. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, that is crazy. Um, so we're here. I don't even know where to start. I feel like I have everything to say to you and nothing to say to you, which is like my just where I live after four and a half years and that I should be better at this, it seems. <laughs> but I'm just constantly like, I have all the questions and I have these notes that are just so haphazard and make absolutely no sense. So I'm, I might be, you might see my eyes like, what the hell is she looking at? And it's just trying to make sense of my own nonsense. Well, here's here's the, the Rubicon we're on the other side of Jillian, which is that... <laughs> At the time people hear this, more people will have seen Hamilton than in the previous four and a half years. Like this weekend that happened. What's that like for you? I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't begin to wrap my mind around it. I'm overwhelmed in all the senses. I'm grateful. I'm terrified. The musicals don't get scrutiny like this very often. So it's it's all the things at once. And yet, like, what I'm really happy about is that, like, you just have it. You will just have it. It's not, this is the work. No more and no less. And 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 everyone has access to it, um, except for the countries that don't have Disney Plus. But that is not my department. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's coming. I'm sure it is. I'm sure you weren't just like, fuck those countries. I'm sh- I, I, I have faith that there's some conversation of when they can get it, they will get it. Yes. But the, the goal is for the world to just have it. And, uh, and so I... I, I just feel great about that. And we can all talk about the same thing that we're looking at. And that's why I, you know, as soon as we announced the date, I, I texted you like, all right, when, when are we talking? Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because you texted me and I was up for the record. People are just like, oh, what's it like? <laughs> Your phone must be on super loud. I was like, I, I wasn't up and at him necessarily, but I was awake at 745 in the morning. Thank you very much. That got me the hell out of bed. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> and then this all happened on Twitter. Like it always does. Right. Just, you were like, I should come back on. And I was like, yeah, let's, yeah. And then you told everyone that we text. You told the world that that happens occasionally. Yes. 
Yeah, well, I I like that you knew ten minutes before the world. That's. <laughs> I didn't. I just I just knew that something was going to be announced. You didn't even tell yeah. me what it was. I think you knew before Leslie because Leslie didn't check his email the night before, so he, <laughs> his tweet was like, "Oh, this is happening. Great." <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. How fun. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome back to GMA. It's great to be here with George and Amy. And we have a big announcement from Disney. And I want to bring in Bob Iger, executive chairman of the Walt Disney Company for this. And Bob, good morning. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I am. I'm doing well. I'm happy to see you. And we could all use some good news right now. And you've got some for us. So do tell. We've got another great story to bring to the world, actually, except I don't think I'm the best person to tell about this story. I think it's creator and someone I consider to be a true creative genius and a national treasure. Lin-Manuel Miranda should be the one to break the news. Lin? Hi, everybody. Hey, Michael. Hi, Bob. How are you? Um, I'm thrilled to be with you this morning to announce that Hamilton will be streaming on Disney Plus on July 3rd of this year. That's pretty cool. For our July 4th weekend. I just heard a lot of shrieks, <laughs> a lot of screaming for, for at homes right now. And I got to say, Lynn, Lynn, it's great to see you as well. This, this show. This and I also, I want to thank you because I have seen it. So we're recording this on June 30th. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out till July 3rd. And I was able to see it yesterday and, um, and today. And it is so like... <laughs> Here's the thing. So when I I assumed that I would see it with everyone else at three o'clock in the morning or whatever on July 3rd. And I had this whole plan in my head about how it was going to be. It was going to be dark and popcorn and no phone and just in it and probably on my floor and just like sobbing the whole time. Most of that came through, but I got it at nine o'clock in the morning and I was like, okay, so so what's my day now? (laughs) Half of my plans are out the window, but it's also like the best day possible because I can watch it. I'm watching it in the middle of the day. And the point is all like all of this to say is that it just holds up like it holds up at noon on a Monday in my apartment with the sun beating down. And like you don't need that experience to if whatever you're thinking in your head, like I wanted to watch it like in the dark, but it's Hamilton. So it, it and it's like there are all these beautiful little details and I want to talk about every single one of them. But yeah, and, and just to add one experience doesn't preclude or prevent the other experiences from happening. Like, we're all going to watch this at home because that's where we need to be to nice. stay safe. That does not mean we can't release this in theaters once we feel safe in theaters and sing along together. Like, I know I'm fantasizing about the gigantic United Palace screening of this on 175th Street. Like, yeah. it will happen when we feel safe to do that, but no sooner. Um, right. And you can rewind it. It's, it's like, it really, um, it's... I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to rewind guns and ships. <laughs> I'm excited to. Yes. Oh my God. There's so many. And that's the thing. I guess that's what I was trying to say where it's like, don't worry about it. Whatever your first viewing is. People had it in their heads. They thought we thought we were getting it in October, 2021. Right. You know, people thought they would never see this. So like we went from this is super inaccessible. I'll never be able to see it. Or it was sold out when it came to my city. And now I am not going to be able to see it. Oh my God. COVID happened. I'm definitely not going to be able to see it or I'll be able to see it in October 21 too. I'm seeing it on July 3rd. There's a lot of like people are just losing their shit in so many ways. How am I going to watch it? Who do I watch it with? Is there singing allowed? Can I let my partner speak ever? Like are the kids, should I, should we send the kids out of the house? Like what, like how do we do this? And the point is it's going to be fantastic no matter how 
you, no matter how different your ideal first viewing is, it doesn't matter. Well, thank you. That's very kind. I'm glad you enjoyed it at nine in the morning. It just holds up like av- like a couple hours after it. Like Mike and I were just talking about it like all day. And later on, like we were eating dinner. I was like, don't you feel like you went to a matinee today? Like I, f- I had that feeling like sitting and I was like, doesn't it feel like we were at the Rogers? Like, doesn't it feel like we stood for two hours and 40 minutes watching this in standing room, like in the before times? And he was like, yeah. Well, that means the world, obviously, because we all miss that feeling so much right like yeah the feeling of like walking back out into the world once you've seen a piece of theater i mean yes is there anything better of like oh i'm 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 my feet are back on the ground i've just seen hades town or i've just seen strange loop and i'm like and now i'm back in reality but i'm you know but i'm yeah. dorothy i've learned a lot on my yeah. journey <laughs> and i'm still in the same place like it's yeah. i mean and, you, and it starts and i like you told the Patreon peeps, like I'm an easy cry, like totally clocked me and it's true, but not in like the unhinged way, I hope. But it's the sheer force of the show in general. And then the idea of being able to watch it here. And then the thing about screeners, you guys, if you've never gotten screeners, is your name is on it. Your name is embedded and printed on it. Yeah. Like oh, like superimposed on top. Like when you've seen, like if you've ever seen like a movie on a plane and it says like courtesy of American Airlines or courtesy right, of, right. like it's it's your name is spread across the movie. In right. Like so if I ever lettering. sent it to someone, like Disney would come get me. That kind of it's like just yeah. Bob Iger to- gets a little like beep. <laughs> Jillian, Jillian sent it to Ashley, like, let's go get her. And then there's a knock at the door. I would never, I didn't do that. Of course. It's Jillian's copy. It's not playing at her house. Go get her. Like it's not, that's exactly it. Anyway, but to sit and see, like, to watch this beautiful thing and this beautiful incarnation of it and have my name on the bottom of it, just to be super selfish for a second, like, it came around to me in this way where it's like, I used to sit on my floor dreaming about seeing this. I used to sit on my floor dreaming about what it would be like to talk to these people who made this. And now I'm watching it early with my name on it. Like it was just, it couldn't. And I was texting with Tommy yesterday and I said that to him and I was like, but then at the same time, I realized how small that, you know, that's nothing compared to how it's going to change everything for for every everybody and theater and everything and i was like and then it that just seems so small and he was like well that's what life is the big and the small it all counts and i was like god damn it tommy oh that's yeah that's why he gets the like what but it's true like it does it does all count the weight of it like i'm watching it and all of it just comes towards me and you know it's like by the by the middle of Aaron Burser, I'm like, I, I'm not pausing it. Like, I'm going to ha- have this amazing experience. But it was one of these things where I was like, I, I need to like, the, it was too much. It was just, it was too much to be able to have access to this thing. And like, Mike hadn't seen Leslie before. And Mike had, Mike saw C-Jack once. And we saw you in, um, in Puerto, in Puerto Rico. Rico together. And there were so many people where I was like, watch Ariana DeBose. Like, watch her. Like, what? And of course, it's like, I'm not going to micromanage how he watches it. But there are so many things that moment it looks like she's holding the barrel of the gun her fingers are perfectly spaced yeah when she's the bullet at the end sorry not a visual medium yeah i mean there's 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 a reason she's already deposed and we're just regular people <laughs> yeah that moment um with with um philip when god you're a fox it's so sexy and it's so cute and she and Sasha Hutchings are so uh-huh. hilarious, but Sasha is like a masterclass in comedy in that moment. The way she's like, watching him stop. and she's, hanging. She's like one of our. She's like our funniest company member. Blow us all away. 
Ladies, I'm looking for Mr. George Eaker. Made a speech last week. I was Fourth of July speaker. He disparaged my father's legacy in front of a crowd. I can't have that. I'm making my father proud. I saw him just up Broadway a couple of blocks. He was going to see a play. Well, I go visit his box. God, you're a punk. Y'all look pretty good in your frocks. How about when I get back, we all strip down to our socks? <gasps> So little things like that are just like really amazing. And I want to talk to you about every last one of them. Great. How do you want to structure this? Do you want to go song by song? Do you want to, uh, you know, I'm shit. What do you well, want to do? I have, I or do have you want to go all over the place? We could do that too. Let's do that. Well, I have things. Shit. I already forgot things, Lynn. Okay. Sorry. I, I brought my keyboard too, but I can't play as well as Lack. Lack is like on a whole other level. So like if you want to hear like a ham-fisted version of that. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not saying no to any of this. Whatever, whatever you absolutely want to do. Um, but oh yeah, so the cocktail, we were talking about this before we recorded. People have been asking on Twitter like what we're, what we're drinking for it and uh, all these recipes and all this fun stuff. So it looks really beautiful. It's a... Uh, it is like kryptonite green for all of you listening at home. It's, it's really very pretty. The name of it that Mike came up with that I think is really funny, um, it's called Hamel Film Sit Down. Oh, I mean, it, it, it describes your drink and what we are That's doing. the thing. You can sit down on your couch. Hamel Film Sit Down. As Tommy would say, here are some things we know that are true. <laughs> we are discussing Hamel Film. We are sitting down. At a certain point, we will be yeah. done. And we will talked about these things. <laughs> so that's what Mike and I were drinking on Friday night. It's weird to be in the future and the present and the past at the same time. It's, but that is also a theme of our show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I remember yeah, that night. I just might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just have to. Um, sorry. I am aware that a lot of like first time viewers to Hamilton are also probably listening to this. So I'm trying, I'll try not to be so inside baseball with the quotes. Well, here, but here's what I was going to ask you though. You said nice things about the Andy apps and I, what I was talking to him and remember I was talking to Andy in, in late, February is when he came over. It was before I knew that this that the Hamill film was going to be that, fast tracked. Yeah, the world was going to see Andy's choreography imminently. Right, and I remember saying to him, thinking that this was still in October 2021. I was like, "Your these episodes are going to be such a companion piece to the to the Hamill film because of how he describes things so vividly and so beautifully." And when we were texting back in May, you said that you were excited for people to be able to actually like rewind the rewind, right? Because Andy is just incredible. And to be able to see that. And Tommy has like the choices. And I'm going to talk to Jonah, your editor, too. Oh, great, We've already great, been great. texting. He's amazing. Horowitz says hello, too, actually. Yes. He's he's actually staying with me right now. So he's. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, he's looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, well, he's. Yeah, we've we've bonded a lot via text. It's amazing how that happens. Um, and so like Tommy's choices with editing, like to be. <laughs> during room where it happens, right? You see Burr through Jefferson and Madison. Moments like that where you're in that little whispered hush tone conversation with them, but you can see Leslie like hating it from <laughs> from a couple of feet away, just like, what the hell are they talking about? And we are right there, like we are in on the secret. Yeah. And just shots like that are just like like that is something that you can't get from the show on on the stage, but like I'm not comparing it. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. They're just two completely different experiences. No, it is its own thing. And I think Tommy found... It, it's interesting for me, having watched the pro progression of just the movie, like I saw Tommy's first cut 
probably winter of 2016. Like I was, I was home from Mary Poppins Returns rehearsal, and he was like, "I have a first cut," and I went, "Oh shit!" Like, let's go. Um, I didn't think he'd have anything that soon. We just sort of filmed it, and it went in a vault. But he just started cutting it, um, and so I that was. <laughs> three years ago yeah three and a half years ago um no that's not even yeah 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 Yeah. so that was yeah winter of 2016 and then he made Fosse Verdon and he made other things like and he continued to cut like every like year like we'd watch a new cut and he'd just go back and fiddle with it we're on no time deadline we're just making it as good as possible and I can tell you the progression of those versions of the movie were Tommy getting bolder as a filmmaker and Tommy taking bigger risks. Like I remember in that first cut, we don't break, we didn't break the proscenium. I think until George Washington, like sheathed his sword. Uh-huh. Like it was like a minute, um, like until we broke the proscenium and like saw events from the other side. And like, we, it's, it's totally different now. He just takes big swings and like bold swings, but he never, you're always seeing Andy's work. Mm. You're always seeing how the ensemble is contributing to the storytelling. I think what's so incredible is how much he includes the surround. That's how much, you know, that's the thing I never get to appreciate from inside the thing. Like Hamilton only gets to be on the surround once. Mm -hmm. He gets up, he gets on the boat to America, the steps come down, and I never get to go up there again. When you yell at John Adams. Oh yeah, I do. I want to yell at John Adams. But it's like, you are up there and nobody else is. Right. And I go up there there for (laughs) Madison or Burr at the ending. But like, to watch how much storytelling happens in that moment, like, all the time, like watching Washington watch Hurricane, watching uh, clocking Groff on the surround as King George in the final moments. He's not dressed as King George anymore. Um, like all these little things that you could never have gleaned from the cast album um, is, is, is the joy of watching this thing uh, over and over. I guess it's a two-part question. What was the thing with the Andy Epps that really blew your mind that you learned? And then what's something that you're just so excited that people get to see, whether they've seen the show or not, something they can go back and rewind that he explained to me or to anybody else because he's the genius. I mean, so much with Andy because it's also, it's as dense as my lyrics. Mm -hmm. He is, the the thing about Andy is that he's, it's it's very literal. All he wants to do is underline the lyric and all he wants to do is progress story. I, I think I, I may have told this the last time I was here, but like, I remember when Andy first came on board for Heights, I like wrote this dance break for the club. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, here's this dance break for the club. And he looked at me like in Andy fluster mode, like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) I was like, oh, I just, you know, I just thought you would, you know, you could show off some dancing. And he was like, I, I don't know what the story is being told. So I, I don't know what I would do with it. Like he is as obsessed with story as I am. And I was like, oh, okay. Like no, no filler. Like, some, you know, some folks like want to show off like their moves and like have a showcase. And like, if it's not organic to the story, Andy doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, and so um, the, the joy for me in listening to his episodes on your show were him unpacking little moves I've seen a million times within Yorktown. And this is this, and that's the, we're getting rid of it, and we're going. And like, it's just, he has um, 12 ideas for every gesture you see on stage, and there's thousands of gestures in this thing. So that's, I mean, that's sort of the, you know, it's, 
it's, <laughs> I think I called him and I said, I feel like half of this should be in like the Smithsonian and half of it is like written on a bathroom somewhere. Like, and I don't know what's what. Like it's because it's, it's madness, but it's all genius. Yorktown has meant so much to me for so many reasons for so long. And I just like, I can't to be sitting here with you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get emotional. What's about your like it. singular favorite moment of Yorktown? The dance break. It's almost like a joke with the listeners at this point. That moment where they do the like in the in the dance break where they do like the spin and then it all just goes boom. That is just every it takes my breath away every single time. Yeah, remind me to t- tell you about that. Well, because I gave the note in that on rehearsal today that it's they have become so good at their craft and the imitating of the British that they could spin on a dime and focus on a dime and kill anything that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. So the turn is showing like how exceptional they have gotten at their skill where when you met them in right hand man they couldn't even load their gun right and now they're better than the best thing that the redcoats could do and the redcoats aren't kicking and bayonetting and guerrilla warfaring (laughs) so they're sloppy americans doing dirty ass stuff and at the same time doing the best thing that the redcoats could do and like that's why i love the end of the dance break that some of my favorite moments are the, I, I love the the fist grind into the head when he said the world when it sings the world turned upside down before I imagine death. So the world down. I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. This is where it gets me. On my feet, the enemy ahead of me. If this is the end of me, at least I have a friend with me. Weapon in my hand, a command of my men with me. Then I remember my allies is expecting me. Not only that, my allies is expecting. We gotta go, gotta get the job done, gotta start a new nation, gotta meet my son. Take the bullets out to run, the bullets out to run. We move undercover and we move as one. Through the night, we have one shot to live another day. We cannot let a straight gunshot give us away. We will fight up close, seize the moment and stay in it. It's either that or meet the business end of a bayonet. The code word is Rochambeau, take me. Rochambeau! You have your orders now, go man, go. That, that to me is like just wanting to be at home in bed with your wife. Mm-hmm. Like they are so far away from home. And what do they want? They want to be under the sheets, sleeping, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do in bed. Yeah. But like, I love that moment. <laughs> yeah. But it's all of that thought goes into um, what you see on stage, and and then the 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 rocket science that is the planning that goes into something like Helpless Satisfied, where we're not rewinding to the beginning of Helpless. That's too easy. We're rewinding to the interlude before Helpless begins because that's where he staged Hamilton seeing Angelica for the first time. Right. So we have to rewind a song and a half. 
and somehow make that work. <laughs> but to him, he's rewinding to the beginning of that story. Yes, correct. Yeah. Like, right. But, you know, <laughs> mortals would go, oh, helpless and satisfied are from different perspectives. Let's rewind to the beginning of helpless. Totally. But not Andy. No. And not Tommy. No. Like, they just, they, 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 you know, it's the, it's the extra, it's the extra oomph and it's, it's, it's all on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Ian Weinberger was over and he was talking about lack and the exit music that we get to hear. Yeah. That's another super exciting thing that that music would get stuck in my head randomly. And it would be the part that Ian talked about. And it's it's the key change. But Ian goes, you know, any old person would just go like, bum, bum, but because it's Alex Lacamoire, he has to go bump, and that would be the thing that would get stuck in my head. And then to the drum fills, boom! Yeah, yeah, boom! Yes, 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 yes. I'm dressed for red row. Ah, just the coolest guy in the room. <laughs> always. All, like always. Have you heard Lax's impression of him? It's great. <laughs> yes, I have. He was one of our first drummers for like heights reading. Yeah. So we, we go back all the way with Andres. He's he's the greatest. Yeah. He's the absolute greatest. Um, it's the, it just seems like a stupid question, but I think it's I just want to hear like how you how you experience the film yourself and all of like once a year you saw a different cut. It's like oh, like how does it all come together for you? I, I watch it with a weird double vision because I I have a I have a year and change of my experience inside the show. Um, and you know, when I'm watching a touring company or the UK company do the show, I'm not always thinking of like what my experience was on stage. Cause I'm seeing another extraordinary Hamilton and I'm seeing a different cast, but when it's the people you did the show with, I am remembering in wait for it. When they all turn left on Hamilton faces an endless uphill climb, I would climb up to the second level just to make Renee laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And she always would. And it's okay because she's so hidden up in the surround that like no one can see her just like, wait for it. <laughs> I am remembering the time uh, during Helpless where Leslie, <laughs> Leslie, Anthony, and I would do the hey, hey, hey and like walk off stage. Hey, 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 hey. And I once dared Anthony to drink a little souvenir bottle of Tabasco sauce that we had gotten from, I think it was the Tony luncheon or some like fancy thing we'd been at. And we pocketed these little like fun sized Tabasco sauce <laughs> uh, bottles and he drank it and then went out. <laughs> for, he went out for helpless and thank God he has no lyrics and helpless because he was purple. Yeah. He was just a violet color. You could feel it like in the back on of stage. Your, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> just water dancing like, with, Jasmine and changing color. <laughs> Another thing too, what did David say to Jasmine to make her make that adorable face walking down the aisle and helpless? I, I, I don't know, but it's 
Do you know that moment? Of course you do, right? Yes. Like she makes the cutest, she, this like. It's a very scandalized face. <laughs> and it could just be Jasmine being a perfect Peggy. Right. But it could be David saying I, something to I her. I guarantee you it was not the same every night. <laughs> yeah, no, it couldn't have been, I right? guarantee you it was totally different. Just, just like I know, uh, Groff would say crazy things to me as he is walking upstage at the end of You'll Be Back. He like, you know, he motions to the conductor and he walks upstage. And that's right when I'm crossing with him to go down for, to go 32,000 troops in New York Harbor. And Groff is looking at me like, <laughs> or like, just like. You guys, it's all very sexual. I mean, you can't see it, all, but it's all very it's sexual. All very, it's, it, it differed uh, <laughs> night to night. I think I can tell. I think he's told this story. Can I, did I tell you the grape lady story? You know that viral YouTube video? It's this reporter, she's like stomping grapes for a piece, but they're up on a raised platform and she goes, Stop. Okay, go. And like goes ahead and then like falls forward badly. And then she makes the most unearthly sound. It's just like, oh, 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 oh. And like the reporters are like, ooh, I hope she's okay. They cut back to the reporters and they're like, ooh, ouch. Looks like she took a hard fall. Youch. It's a lot of fun, a whole day. Stop. Oh, 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 stop. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh I think she's actually hurt. No, there. I think she is. Yeah, she's Ouch. hurt. She took a hard fall off there. Okay. Boy, gosh, I hope she's okay. Okay. Mm. We're going to make sure she is. We'll try and Just check on her and get back right. to you as soon as we can. We'll be back mm. right after this. One day in our dressing room apartment, Groff and I were watching this video and many other viral videos. And so that night, we're doing the Reynolds pamphlet and... I don't know why Groff thought maybe his mic wasn't on because he doesn't really have a solo, but like as he comes up to me to wave the pamphlets in my face, he's going, ow, 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 oh, she took a hard fall, oh, she took a hard, like at that volume in my face, and it's the only time I ever broke during Reynolds' pamphlet, I just went, <laughs> nope, 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 just, I just <laughs> turned around and faced upstage and laughed mm -hmm. at never going to be president when I'm in the middle of that circle. Just couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it. Couldn't do Groff as grape lady at point blank range. I mean, who could honestly? And it's like, if you don't, I'm just, con uh, I'm convinced that everyone in the world has a crush on Jonathan Groff. And when he comes over or whatever, whenever he signs the Hamilton, it's going to be hard for him to find a place to sign in the sign in book because Every, so many people who've come over have drawn hearts or drawn on his, on the photos of him in that book because everyone has a crush on him. It's a it's a common problem I know. in the world. <laughs> it must be so hard yeah. to be Jonathan Groff. But everyone's going to like start having a crush on King George and it's going to be weird. But just have a crush on Jonathan Groff. It's fine. Yeah, I was watching the uh, Inside the Making of Frozen 2 that's on Disney Plus, which is like such so much fun for me because I've I've been in that particular machine of like, Oh, it's a year till the movie comes out, and I haven't written two songs, three songs yet. Um, so it's it's really addictive for me. But there's a <laughs> sequence where Groff is doing the Kristoff voice, and he's they're doing take after take of him going, "Will you marry me? Will you marry me?" 
<laughs> Will you marry me? Princess Anna of Arendelle. My feisty, fearless, ginger sweet love. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? So many people are just grabbing this and looping it. <laughs> just groff saying, will you marry me on the loop? Yep. And just answering. Yep. Yes. Yes. I, I yes. heard you the first time. Yes. Oh, my God. But ask me again. <laughs> just they're all William Miller now. Ask me again. Oh, did you read? The, oh, there was a great oral history. There was a great interview with Patrick, Patrick Fugit. You read it last week? Um, yeah, our good friend Jensen sent me, because of the amazing story with Philip Seymour Hoffman having his back. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you, oh, you yeah. can't see the light. This kid can't see. Yeah, it's such a great story. Yeah. The best. Wait, I had I had a whole thing. I have a whole thing, but now I lost it. We can go in any order you like. Wait, there's also a documentary about Hamilton coming out also on Disney+. Plus. Well, it, it's out now. It was out on July 3rd. Yes. It's out on July 3rd, yeah. And that's that's really a round table of interviews with the undefeated to really sort of talk about Hamilton in this moment. Like we hadn't, you know, right. show came out like five years ago. And so it really is sort of like how Hamilton speaks to the moment, how it doesn't like, and and like what it felt like inside the thing. So uh, it's a really nice companion piece that I think gives um, some nice sort of cultural context to it, but it's, it's separate from uh, the show itself. And, you know, I think in your screener, you probably had like an introduction from me and Tommy. Yes. I was going to ask you, is no, that, that's not, on on, no, that's not on Disney plus. And it's been funny because I've seen in some of the reviews being like with this unnecessary, like it, I was like, no, 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 no. That's like, that's the, the zoom equivalent of us. Like we would have been at your critic screening being like, Hey, it's us. Enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. It felt very, I, yeah, I just sort of, assumed that it would be yeah it's like it's you guys on zoom yeah but it, it's so funny because in some of the reviews it's like the only negative it's like the negative thing like this unnecessary introduction i was like oh, we were just trying to be nice to you the yeah, critic read the room guys <laughs> can you just be grateful that you saw hamilton four days early yeah so that won't be you know that won't be on disney plus you'll just see yeah yeah the show um what was it like oh my god having 10 duel over the disney magic That was Tommy's idea. How cool is that? Yeah, the fireworks uh, coinciding uh, with that, with the ticking. It was, it was it was a really cool idea by Tommy. And then like we sort of sent it through the Hamilton music works. Like we're like, all right, let's get this to Alex and Will Wells, and like let's everybody like jump in and and make this thing work really nicely because it was such a great idea. And um, yeah, it's it's really lovely. I mean, was that just for you as such a Disney person and fan? Very surreal. There's something really brilliant about that logo. I first experienced it on Moana when we heard our music over that logo, the like Opatia's beautiful intro. And like, I remember my son who was a year and a half old going, a train. And I'd never noticed there's like a train in the lo like. It's got like everything kids like in the weird landscape of that logo. And there's like that train going by and there's Tinkerbell doing the thing. And um, so, yeah, it, it was, it was very cool. Like I love um, that was, that was a pretty last minute addition. Like this notion of like sort of starting with a bang and then starting the show. It was something that it's just like so many things that have come out of this creative team. I wasn't thinking, I was just happy to watch the thing and I wasn't thinking about it. But when I saw it, I was shocked and then immediately went, well, of course, like, of course. Yeah. But it's just, it was just such a, it was a beautifully jarring thing to be like, oh my God, this is happening. This yeah. is happening. Yeah, right. And like leaning into the incongruity of like, Hamilton is a Disney movie? Like what's even happening? What? But there we are. 
and it's going to be and just to confirm i mean you've said it before but it's it just exists on disney plus you you can just watch it now yeah you can just watch it you can just watch it on disney plus it's not gonna i mean are you guys gonna release like a dvd of, of it ever uh yeah I, I well again i don't have a dvd player anymore but like I yes I, I i think there's a world in which it's then available to to own down the line i can't imagine that's not a possibility I mean, that's been, I mean, what, what's exciting is, you know, and we said this at the beginning, like, like here, here's, here's the show it like, and it's, I remember, I'll, I'll never forget sort of the day that cast album came out with like the hashtag Hamiltoons and just watching people listen in real time. Cause a lot of people just kind of live blogged, they're listening to it like, Oh, and what's happening here. And I'm crying and Oh my God, sorry. I'm, I'm rewinding this. I'm listening to it again. <laughs> like I sort of watched it happen in real time. Um, and this is the closest analog to that day in September of 2015 of just like, you know, and I'm also, you know, it's, it is impossible for a show to live up to the conversation that's been around Hamilton. Like it is like, it's just, it's too much. It's too much pressure on a show. Um, and so I also love that. It's just like, and here's the show. Here it is. Here, here it is. And however you feel is right. <laughs> and, you know, it's, um, but it's not talking around it or talking around the expectation around it. It's just the show itself. Right. But I, I see what you're saying, though. It, it, we, I've been saying for four and a half years, as I'm sure you've been saying, and I've hear, it's just like, it's the biggest thing ever. But now it's on Disney+. Plus. And now it's like all those people who have, who have been thinking it's the biggest thing ever and who haven't been able to see it now get to see it. Or all those people who are like, the biggest thing ever, really, guys? And like, well, maybe not. Here's the show. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? That's that's sort of the, the the other thing of like when you hear so much about something, a fatigue sets in. Totally. Um, and so I'm just happy that like this latest incarnation is just the show with this extraordinary company, you know, no more, no less. I'm really just I'm happy it's out in the world. I was getting asked the question six months into the podcast. What could you possibly still have to say about this thing? And I'm like, well, first of all, that's you don't or, or people saying like, is it really that good? And I'm like, to me, it is. It doesn't have to be to you. And that's the beauty of it. Right. Like, just like just let people have nice things. Just let people like what they like. But when if, if those are those questions were usually asked by people who had never listened to it and, of course, had, had never seen it. But now it's like, well, go like sit, <laughs> watch the movie, one, watch the film once and then just realize what the layers are. And that's because I learn something every week, Lynn, every single week I learn something new and profound every every single time so that's why and andy i mean you're learning things from andy i'm learning things from andy i'm learning things <laughs> from chris jackson on the his new string of episodes uh, mm -hmm. which have been so wonderful oh, his thanks. his tightrope metaphor for freestyle is sort of the best description i've heard of what it's like to do a freestyle show mm -hmm. of like we don't know what's getting thrown at us, but we know we have to get from here to there. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is. And like, we'll bobble in different ways, but like, mm -hmm. you just gotta stay on the rope and keep moving. Yeah. There are a couple of key components that are always changing and therefore always keep you present. One is the audience, which, you know, as an improver, you're well aware of, they're feeding you your, they're, they're, they're putting gas in the tank. Mm -hmm. The other part is uh, the music, right? Because that that element doesn't allow you to get into the same uh, sort of mental space, or you know what I mean. That the the the, asp the performative aspect of of that is always you know those those are very predictable emotions that you go through. Like you're familiar with the tightrope, 
but you never know what which way the wind is going to blow from and you never know you never you don't you don't spend time worrying about falling you're simply trying to like move forward uh-huh. right and that is a that's a learned behavior mm-hmm. the the mental discipline it takes to keep moving forward that's thousands of shows right in our form right you know what i'm saying like it's thousands of shows so that part is 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 much easier it's the scariest part but it's also once you've embraced it it, it goes away right um you don't want to go back to the you never want to go you know the challenge that we've always had i mean from day one we cannot repeat ourselves otherwise we're frauds mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like and yeah. i mean and that is a personal sort of ethos mm-hmm. of ours like yeah God, the worst thing in the world is to like go back to a familiar thing. The creative place is different than the memory place. Yeah, so if you spend time thinking about like, what do I do? What what did we use? What did what what did we do in in a similar whatever? You're not creating anymore. No, no, you're 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 doing that other really awful hacky thing, right? Because it can't be. It's it, you know, and it's it's hacky under these circumstances, right? Like if you put um, you have have someone who does a trick. You know, we've all seen the trick where you ask the five questions and you've folded into the same song and it's always funny and there's yeah it's different but like it's just one trick and it's not really something that allows you to engage and be in the moment and sort of follow the 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 given circumstances of the music and the audience and whoever you're playing with on stage that night Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things That was like so beautiful i called him after i i heard it i was like oh wow you described it exactly right yeah he he does that he does that he has a way yeah um just real quick the freestyle of supreme documentary is so great and so fun i'm so excited for people to see it i am too it's such a it's the muppet babies total like it's 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 us as muppet babies Mm -hmm. it's what's funny is like the opening frame of of me in that movie is me doing the least characteristic talk about like Burr versus Hamilton, like me running across traffic against the light. Whereas like yeah. I am famously, famously terrified of cars. I will never cross against a crosswalk. Like I won't cross in the middle of the street. You talk about that at the fringe. right, but in the, you, in, you, the <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, it's just me sprinting through traffic just to make my friends laugh. <laughs> right, and that's so much of the movie is like well, this is to make my friends laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then like getting the tent bigger and bigger so that more people are laughing and more people are in the tent and 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 doing that. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the, the, the freestyle doc and it's such a, you know, I just, I remember that the summer Andrew Freed started rolling cameras on us so vividly because like on a, like to be totally real, like that was my last summer I was single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I started, I met Vanessa and started dating Vanessa like the fall of that year. So it was like this very weird time in my life where we knew we were working on, on heights, but we didn't know what was going to happen. Like basically the producers were like, it's not ready yet. Work harder. And uh-huh. we were like, ah. um, so in, so Tommy and I are like in the corner Edinburgh, like calling Kiara and being like, well, what if it's this? Or what if it's this? We've just killed off Lincoln. Like what else is, go- what else can we right, do? Right. <laughs> um, and, and then we're doing these shows every night, but like no one knows who the fuck we are. So we're busking in the streets, like at like, when people are online for other shows, like, hey, have you heard of our show? <laughs> like, we're, we're those guys. Freestyle in the evening. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Freestyle of Supreme. Freestyle of Supreme. Freestyle of Supreme. Freestyle of Supreme. Your word is Scottish. The word is Scottish. I'm feeling kind of a maybe lukewarm hottish. This is a freestyle of Supreme. We make up rap song while you eat your ice cream. But yes, wolf it down. I like Newcastle Brown. He's got the little bits of beer in it, but less than 1% alcohol. So all please uh, check out our show 650. It's nifty. If you're tipsy, don't you know? We're Freestyle Love Supreme. Please come see our show. And and watching that grow, um, and it was just uh, and we all lived in a house together. It was like a weird docu series. We took there was one shitty room under the steps, like straight up Privet Drive, mm-hmm. like un- and we like took shifts to like be in that room. Took shifts to like be in the big bed. <laughs> Just a bunch of boys doing so. Improv. It was just played a lot of NFL Street Three. I remember, like, I remember three days where cricket was on. It was it's a, a, a series in cricket called The Ashes, and sitting down an hour a day and being like, I still don't understand how this game works. I will never understand how this game works. Chris Jackson explaining it to me again, me being like, But why is it three days? <laughs> it's the like matches three days. Yeah, I, I. I I'll never understand it. And I know so many UK listeners are going to tweet at me, but it won't go in. It'll go in my ear and it'll go out the other ear. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I have mental blocks like that. Some of it, which is the jokes on me, is like audio issues. (laughs) So as a podcaster, that sucks where I'm like, it just, it won't get to the, it won't, it won't stay there. Like I'll have to have the notes for myself when I do setups where I'm like, I know I can do other things. I can totally do other things, but this is just, it won't, it just won't jump to the other side. I'm trying to get organized in my head. Ugh, ADHD, stop it. So was there a shot where you, that you saw in the Hamill film where you were like, this really is perfect for for a filmed version of this? Something where, the, or like something that Tommy chose. Like I'm thinking of something where I was like, oh, this is so rad because again, it translates on stage. But when he did that during It's the Middle of the Night and nonstop. Oh, yeah. What are you waiting for? What do you stall for? What? We won the war. What was it all for? Do you support this constitution? Of course. Then defend it. And what if you're backing the wrong horse? Burn. We studied and we fought and we killed for the notion of a nation we now get to build. For once in your life, take a stand with pride. I don't understand how you stand to the side. I'll keep all my plans close to my chest. I'll wait here and see which way the wind will blow I'm taking my time watching the afterbirth of a nation Watching conviction grow And the camera, it's like on the stage and it swerves from you to Burr After you've had that conversation and I thought like that is something that is just such a cool way to show that conversation and like how how our, our focus is changing from one side of the argument to the other. And it works at the Rogers or wherever. But like that was something where I was like, well, that is so cool for film. It's funny. Now that you say that, it makes me think of, you know, Tommy and I are both pretty fluent in West Wing and we use those quotes a lot. Sure. Just in day-to-day life, just, I serve at the pleasure of the president. He's one of us. <laughs> you know, like, what? insert 
West Wing quote here, but now I'm also like, as you mentioned that it also, I'm also seeing that like Tommy really instinctively like clued in on the West Wingy moments of the show. And that conversation is a very West Wingy, like it's full of contradiction. So was independence, like just the like, pop, 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 like two people with opposing viewpoints and it's really rat tat tat. And he films those like they are scenes in the West Wing. And the other one of those is Meet Me Inside, mm-hmm. which is, you know, as as close to, you know, I'll never reach Sorkin dialogue, but like as close to it as I can get um, of like, they're annoying each other in different <laughs> ways. You know, Hamilton is, is, I was right. I shouldn't be getting yelled at for being right. I should be getting a promotion to the field. Um, stop calling me son. Mm-hmm. Like, stop calling me son. <laughs> no, seriously, stop. And Washington being like, you have to understand that I need you alive and I need to keep you safe. Um, and they are just talking past each other until, uh-huh. you know, call me son one more time. Um, and the chutzpah of Hamilton to in the middle of getting yelled at for dueling, being like, well, if you promoted me, maybe I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> um, I mean, that was, that was always one of the highlights of my night every night was to play that with Chris because Chris loves to play it differently and he loves to just sort of hit the ball back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, it was different. It was different every night. And the one that is on film, I find very moving. Like I, Hamilton is such, um, he's so full of bravado and there's, it take, but he's also so fucking fragile so like the moment he sends him home he's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute it's it's like a little kid who's yes. like acting out and the moment like you take away tv or you take away that dessert it's like no 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 wait wait, wait. son don't call me son. this war is hard enough without infighting we called you out we called this you solve nothing you aggravate our allies to the south absolutely right john should have shot him in the mouth that would have shut him up son i'm not your son watch your tone i am not a maiden in need of defending Tom i am Lee, thomas conway these men take your name and they rake it through the mud my names have been through a lot i can take well i don't have your name i don't have your titles i don't have your land but if you no, if you gave me command of a battalion a group of men to lead i could fly up a station after the war or you could die and we need you alive i am more than willing to die your wife needs you alive son i need you alive son one more time go home alexander that's an order from your commander go home that is a moment that I, Mike especially, kind of like waits for in the show just to see how it's going to play. Uh, this Man Will Not Make an Orphan of My Daughter is another one. Yeah. Um, but that edit that you chose for that is like you are so, you can almost like see you trying to take the words back and put them back into yeah. yourself. And you do, you do gasp like, oh, shit, shit, shit. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. I, like you, you, it's just such a great moment of instant regret and you look so small <laughs> like it just like it just looks like Hamilton just looks like this little kid who just really got like the video like got the Nintendo Switch taken away and can't play Mario Kart for a week fully and the um the scene I I I thought about more in the playing of it than the writing of it was that moment in West Wing where um 
Josh Lyman is sort of still working through his PTSD over like the shooting. And he just starts yelling, you have to listen to me and you have to listen to me. And everyone takes a step back Mm -hmm. Mm because they realize this isn't you. Like you're not well, go home. Can I say I think it's a bad idea? Why? It's not something Didion's going to like. Well, I'm just talking about a meeting, but if I decide to do it, the president controls the SPR, not Congress. Yeah, but Didion controls the IMF vote. The two aren't related. Let's move on. The two are related. How? Through Didion. I'm saying the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and forgiving the IMF debt are not related. Anything else? Of course they're related. Josh. If Didion doesn't like that we're tapping into the SPR, he's not going to let the IMF debt out of committee. We'll talk to him tonight. Mr. President. At the Christmas party, we'll take him aside. No, sir, you can't just take him aside. Josh, we can move on. We can't move on from you. Josh. We can't just take him aside. If we tell him we need his help, then we give him visibility and power, and we put him in a position to say no and be a hero to his party. And who wouldn't want to do that for a living? Josh, Didion's a good guy. We can talk to him. You need to listen to me. You have to listen to me. I can't help you unless you listen to me. You can't send Christmas cards to everyone. You can't do it. Forget the SPR. Let's get the IMF loans like we said we were going to. Listen to what I have to say about Didion, and please listen to me. Josh. All right, let's move on. Josh, go in my office, would you? suppose if it's just a meeting. Wait in my office, would you? Okay. And that's basically what Washington says to him. Like, you're not well. Go home. Yeah. And, you know, Josh can't even process it. And Hamilton can't process it. It's, it's, he's been running on momentum this whole time. And it's the first time his momentum really stops. Yeah. And he crumbles without it. Chris Jackson is so delightfully annoyed throughout as Washington. Um, just full like, stop. Chris Jackson is always so delightfully annoyed. 100%. I love him, but he's always just, even he called last night to ask about, he left this this voicemail where he's just laughing maniacally because he knew that I had watched it. He's just laughing like that, that evil, like maniacal laugh. And he goes, and then he stops instantly. It's Jackson. Call me. So I call him back <laughs> and he answers with that same maniacal laugh. And I just keep saying, I was like, you understand, like I said this on the pod. You can't just like call me like that because my president is calling and he just goes, Jillian, you understand at one point we just have to start being friends, right? Yeah. Like, you know that. And I was like, you're annoyed at me now. It's worse. See, this is, we're living it. That's, we're living it. Yeah. It reminds me of like my, my first job out of college was teaching at my old high school. And so suddenly, like literally four years after graduating high school, my teachers are my colleagues. And I'm still calling everyone Mr. Sherman and Dr. Herbert. And, and at some parent-teacher conference, like third beer in, you know, Dr. Herbert's like, you can call me Rembert Lynn. <laughs> like, we just did parent-teacher <laughs> conferences. <laughs> right. We're on the same side. Yeah, you're allowed in the faculty room now, yeah. <laughs> which is another big like, wait, what? Right. It's like being at school at night waiting for the dance. Like, why am I here at night? What is this? This is yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's such a mind F. Uh, when my mom was a teacher when <laughs> back in the day, because the, she taught little kids and they all thought she lived there. It's the best. They all wanted to set her up with their brothers. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, and speaking of the West Wing, it's just always just dropped in. Even on True Crime Obsessed, my podcast with Patrick Hines, we said we were talking about something, and I was like, "Well, it's like CJ says, it's the fall that's going to kill you." The fall is going to kill you. Yeah. 
when the fall's all that's left, it matters a great deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just like, well, everyone knows who CJ is, right? right. So I'm going to make this reference about some horrible person. And that, that helps me deal with the horribleness of true crime. Just, just inserting Hamilton and West Wing and fun things. Oh, here's something that I, just a choice that you particularly made as Alexander. Oh, God. (laughs) Something you did. (laughs) Um, When Renee talks about her wealthy husband, the minute she says husband, you are so jealous and so upset. And I was was saying to Mike. He's a child. He's a child, Jillian. He's a child. And I was like, I I was just, I was describing it to Mike because of course we were going like, what did you catch? What did you catch? And I was like, what a dick move. I am sailing off to London. I am accompanied by someone who always pays. I have found a wealthy husband who will keep me in comfort for all my days. He is not a lot of fun, but there's no one who can match you for turn of phrase. My Alexander, don't forget to rock. I mean, it is the double standard to the nth degree. And, you know, when when people say this show glorifies Hamilton, I was like, it super doesn't. What show did you go to? What, what show, show did you, did you go see? to? He is, uh, he's a lot. He's a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I um, that moment is, uh, is enormous fun because I also can play it differently every night because the women take the lead in that moment and I just get to react to it. And it's also like the, the whiplash of, um, or not the whiplash, it's the sort of breakneck roller coaster of emotions that come from this woman I'm having an emotional affair with going, don't forget to write. And there's your wife. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and playing both of them. Like, that's also the other thing of like, it's not he secretly loved Angelica and didn't love Eliza. I always played it like, I love both of them. And I have, you know, it's, it's I love this and I love this. And that's why like Take a Break is such a weird like, m- like place to be in because when he's like, I would love to go upstate, like that's all true. Right, right, right. You know, and then when Angel- when he's writing to Angelica, that is also true. And the contradiction of that and right. being able to hold that contradiction um, is the fun and is the like fucked up part. And then like to have the nerve to be jealous too at this, like on then, top of all yeah. that. <laughs> and then husband, what husband? The what? Like you just said husband to me? It's like, yeah. Yeah. You married her sister. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Right, right. But that was another great, like, up close moment that we really got to yeah. see. We were we were in that conversation with just the two of you. And what I what I love is basically anytime Angelica and Hamilton are talking, it's really the only times Hamilton doesn't steer the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's him just like what, huh, huh, and she's like, got it. Don't forget to ride. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Here's everything that's happening. I've thought about it. Like, this is what makes the most sense. Bye. Mm-hmm. And he's like, husband, you're leaving? Huh? <laughs> like, it's just... And off she goes and then comes Eliza. Sailing. Right. Yeah. Just like when she grabs him and is like, come, you're meeting my sister. I'm about to change your life. Huh? What? Huh? No. Yeah. Like, it's the only person who brings Hamilton up short. 
Yeah. There's also a great moment with Renee where she, I've been coining it, <laughs> coining it. I just said it to two people um, who happen to be in your cabinet. Um, she's like, get the fuck out of hearing, burr during Skylar Sisters where she does that awesome lean and we are seeing her like over Leslie's shoulder where she, and you can hear the audience react to it. There's nothing like summer in the city Someone in a rush next to someone looking pretty Excuse me miss, I know it's not funny But your perfume smells like your daddy's got money Why you slumming in the city in your fancy heels? You searching for an urchin who can give you ideals Where you disgust me Ah, so you've disgust me I'm a trust fund, baby, you can trust me I've been reading common sense by Thomas Paine So men say that I'm intense or I'm insane You want a revolution, I want a revelation So listen to my declaration We hold these truths to be self The joy of Pippa and Jasmine's reactions too are something that you don't always get from the <laughs> like a live audience, but like being there with them, they're all just playing the scene so beautifully and like enjoying like Angelica eat his lunch in that moment too. <laughs> like they're just like, you know, they're like, oh, here, here's another one that she's just gonna like put away, right? Um, right, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's really fun to be in close in, in that moment. None of those moments are like relied on. They're all used perfectly. Like that camera upstage where we get to see Chris Jackson and we see like KG3 were coming out with him. That part is, that's one of my favorite shots is seeing that walk. Oh. That walk so beautiful. Beyonce said she wanted to take it. Yes. Like in reverse. Mm -hmm. It's It's delicious. It's delicious anticipating that and it's a whole new way of seeing it. Yes. And then seeing it. Uh, yeah. It's just it, like to see, see Jack before he turns to the audience. Yeah. For the first time. And like they're used so perfectly. And y I mean, I don't even know what I was expecting other than just having the best seat in the house to the best thing there is. But well, like a, a great rewind song is Hurricane. because you can focus on any part of that tableau mm -hmm. and Tommy lets you see all of it, mm -hmm. but you see Mariah Reynolds handing him that quill in his mind. Yes, Because remember, yes, we're yes. in his mind. Mm -hmm. In no universe is she really handing him that quill to like destroy her life. But in his mind, he's got to do it. And Leslie, Leslie in the far background coming in for the wait for it uh -huh. at the end of that song, yeah. uh, seeing Hamilton's mother uh, in the surround, seeing one red coat, seeing, uh, I, I mean, it's just like every, it's, it's like this beautiful tapestry that just appears and disappears again. Um, and I see new shit in it every time. Right. I mean, of course. Not of course. It's only of course with Hamilton, not with any other thing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so used to being like, well, yeah, of course it's an onion, but it's a biz it's still bizarre to me to be able to say that to you. But there's like Hurricane looks cinematic anyway on stage like that the lighting is so beautiful and when they're and moving in slow motion and the chairs and every like and to see it like there's no movie magic it's just the thing 
everything you hear and everything you see is exactly how it was performed. You didn't go in and do, yeah, you guys did pickups on the, the, the off hours where there wasn't an audience to do close-ups and stuff, but there were no pickups in the sense where it's like, oh, you know, like Renee's got to do that satisfied again. Like, no, it just was exactly how it was. And it was so crisp and so clear. You can feel the fabric. Like you can, like you can feel it. You can see the different patterns on the dresses. Like I've been backstage at the Rogers. It's not big back there. I, Kimmy Mark gave me and my parents a tour of of all of the costumes and i'm still noticing yeah we don't even have a we don't have crossover space we cannot walk behind the set right. to cross from left to right you have to go through the basement and if you fuck up you have to run yes yeah underneath yeah that, that that'll motivate an ensemble member to just make the right exit so you don't have yep. to run through the basement <laughs> um but there are things i'm noticing like in uh that would be enough that beautiful shot by the way where it's just that blue it looks like there's a blue background but it's just the gorgeous lighting it's like yeah. one of the promo shots that you release i mean you realize how much storytelling hal binkley our lighting designer is doing because he's carving in light and this, for the most part, bare stage, we're in 50 different rooms mm -hmm. and many different years over the course of the night. And it's because of the way he's carving out space and carving out light. Yeah, because I remember seeing that shot when it was released thinking, how? Like, how does it look so perfectly blue? And then immediately I was like, because that's what it looks like. Like that's like that's how they made it look, and then it just so there are things you know the like helpless satisfied. It looks like you're watching a movie because it's unbelievable to see it all come together like that. And then when you watch it as a film, there's no special things added to it. It's just it. And you know we all have those moments in movies that we like where we're appreciating that something is happening in one shot. Like you know I think of the old MGM musicals, and you're like, holy oh shit. Donald O'Connor is just going. They haven't cut. He's still just going. <laughs> um, and I think there's so many moments in the Hamilton movie where you're just like, they just did this. They just did it. They just do this every night. Yeah. And they sound like that. <laughs> it's not movie. It's not like an edit and we got it and we've got three takes to blow up the car. Right. It's like Renee sings it every night. Every night. <laughs> and maybe it's like a different vocal journey, but she gets like she gets there. Mm -hmm. She hits it all. Yeah. Every time i mean it is it's all sorcery as far as i'm concerned but i'm really happy the world is seeing helpless and satisfied i i will there's a very famous director who will not be named who used to stand in the back of the house at the public he just like showed up like 20 times like didn't have a ticket but he would come back and he would and he, he said to me and tommy he was like this is this is at the ballet like this is like our at the ballet <sighs> which was the moment in chorus line where you realized oh all the storytelling is possible. We're not just going to interview these folks down the line. We can do whatever the fuck we want to tell the story. But everything was beautiful at the ballet. Graceful men lift lovely girls in white. Yes, everything was beautiful at the ballet I was happy at the ballet That's when I started class Up a steep and very narrow stairway 
a voice like a metronome Up a steep and very narrow stairway It wasn't paradise It wasn't paradise It wasn't paradise But it was home I felt so honored that this director just kept showing up because they were like trying to figure it out and process it. And I I cry every time Renee is in that pin spot with the glass up at the end of the song. I remember the feeling of writing it and being done writing it very vividly. I, I don't always feel that way with the songs, but I remember, I think I wrote down, like, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I am the writer of Satisfied. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Even if I don't finish the show, like, this song is expressed by a character who is smarter than me in every way, and uh, it's... It is emotional without sacrificing an ounce of intelligence, and it's it's an essay. It's like a, it's like the the <laughs> the lessons my eighth grade English teacher when they were trying to get me to learn the personal literary essay structure: introduction, three proofs, conclusion, <laughs> introduction, thesis, three proofs, but like in song form. Um, and uh, I just yeah, I it's yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what that song. I mean, my dad compared it to Dance at the Gym when. Mm. Your eyes just, yeah. Now when I watch it, I watch the way the ensemble supports the story, the oh, way yeah. that row of people behind me, the row of men like turn me so that I'm I face from Angelica to Eliza, like and the way they are all extensions of Angelica's intellect of like help me tell the story. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um evoking time and also evoking I have to do this now. Yeah. And a split second calculation that changes your life. Mm-hmm. There's also, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, like anyone cares what I think about this, but what I'm excited about is like things that I've been enthusiastically yelling about for four and a half years. There are moments where I didn't know what was going to make the cut, but there are things that I've been talking about where I can say like, this is what I mean. So one of those things where I was like, ah, oh, yes, it's here, which is when I first saw it, which is, I th- it was in April of 2016. So it was soon before Mm-hmm. You guys all, I think it was just announced that you were leaving soon. And I was able to see it from that amazing anonymous benefactor. And I remember I, my eye j- was just drawn to Leslie when you chose Jefferson. It's like you're watching his temperature grow, go up. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The people are asking to hear my voice. Oh. The country is facing a difficult choice. Oh. And if you were to ask me who I'd promote, oh. Jefferson has my vote. Do you know about the, the rewrite I did between Off-Broadway and Broadway of that moment? It used to be, and if you would ask me who I prefer, go, don't vote Burr. <laughs> um, that was the lyric. Um, and then I realized, oh, if I say prefer, like the sophisticated rhyme people are going to know. We're going to get there. Burr is coming. Yeah. Like it gives, like prefer gives away Burr. So I had to be like, yeah, yeah. it can't rhyme with any of their names so that it's suspenseful to the moment he says it. So it went to from prefer to promote. And then it's insert Jefferson has my vote. And I used to stand up there and be like, what if I said Burr has my vote and just destroyed everything? <laughs> because I can. Because <laughs> what are they going to do? I never did. I never did. <laughs> I love that you thought about it though. Like, how can I just like fuck with everyone right now? <laughs> Those lines are very exposed and you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no music under it. Like you could say anything. Anything. If you were to ask me who I'd promote, get on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> Did you say get on a boat? Yeah. But I still feel like David would just laugh. David, no one is having more fun on that stage. Not even Thane, I don't think, more fun than David Diggs. I think it's tied for first, for sure. It's probably a tie between Thane and David. But David Diggs is just like, he's having, and he has to have bad days. I know that. Like, intellectually, I know that, like, he's a human being, of course, and he's just that good at it. But little movements, like, during What Did I Miss, where he's, like, trying to get Madison to do the fun dance with him. He's like, come on. Like, he's just having the time of his life. I mean, how many moments in that are not in the script that are just David adding value to the yeah. show? There's that, the France line, which was yep. just David. Where mm -hmm. have you been? France. Like, what have I been talking about for two minutes? Yeah. But that's a David line. I didn't write that. Yeah, yeah. He just said that yeah. and we were like, that goes in. Nope. And him like mugging to the audience during the cabinet battle where he just points to you and he's like, that's cute. Isn't he cute? And you can read his lips saying cute. So All good. of that is so great. The the take when Leslie just starts, shows up singing Washington on your side, they're like, I laughed so much. When did you get here? Like, again, a laugh that is not in the script that David found. Um, you know, he just adds, I mean, that's why he, he did that first reading and then we never, you know, it was like, you're coming with us. Um, he just adds so much value to everything he's a part of. I'm still not over what's happening. Talking to Lynn, having the Hamill film at our fingertips, all of it. And guess what? This conversation isn't over. You get part two next week. Lynn is taking questions from the Patreon peeps, talks a little bit about what comes next, and you'll want to be sitting down because Lynn performs a draft of the final duel you've never heard. And he does it a cappella. Yeah, like he raps something you can't hear anywhere else. It's incredible. Get ready. But that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful I get to do this. And it means the world to me that you want to come along on this wild, wild ride. So until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside if you can. And go rewatch Hamilton as many times as you want. Because we can do that now. We just, we have it. It's the best, right? All right. I love you. I'm G.Pen.
Simulcast is brought to you by my love of the thing, TM, and my complete lack of chill. Please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lacamoire for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never, ever get over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag Team No Chill. I'm at The Hamilcast on all social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know Mike, and can be found at theresiduals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of Theater People and Broadway Backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution!